Welcome to Freedom Matters Today, equipping you to fight misinformation with the truth. This is week 9, part 5 of our series, Freedom from Fascism, a Christian response to mass formation psychosis. I am Michael J. Sutton. We seek to understand freedom from a Christian perspective. The theme for week 9 is Mass Formation Psychosis and Revenge. The title for today's podcast is a question, Who did Jesus hold responsible for his death? Who did Jesus blame for his death? Who betrayed Jesus? It was Judas, his friend and his disciple, who knew exactly what he was doing and what would happen, and he did it anyway. This is perhaps one of the most controversial questions in the last 2,000 years. Who did Jesus hold responsible or accountable for his death? The story of the death of Jesus is a complicated one. There were lots of moving parts. There was, as is often the case in political assassinations, factions, confusions and uncertainties. I'm not talking about here the deeper question of who put Jesus on the cross or why, or theological questions about our own personal responsibility or the role of the Father in the Atonement. I'm talking about the actual events leading up to the cross, the human elements, the human relationships. Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully human, and so he felt pain and rejection and betrayal. He was not Superman. He felt the sting of betrayal and the pain of denial. Where can we find the information about the mind of Jesus? What we know of the mind of Jesus is only found in the Gospels, the four accounts of the life and ministry of Jesus, written by men who knew him, such as John, his best friend. Jesus did not write a book, and what we have is recorded by others. As a result, we do not know the mind of Christ except in the recorded testimonies about his life. There are other accounts of the life of Jesus written much later than the period of the first generation of the life of Christ. However, we can easily discount these as fairy tales and make-believe. The Church typically ignores the Gospels, but they love these fairy tales and many popular Church traditions stem from these fictional accounts. But we are talking about the Gospel accounts, which were written in the first century AD. And the Gospels say there is only one candidate. For Jesus, there was only one candidate. It was Judas. Judas was responsible for betraying Jesus. Therefore, he was the one Jesus blamed. Indeed, he was the only one. Maybe this is not the answer you were expecting. Most people think that the Bible teaches that the Jews were responsible for the death of Jesus. Many believe the Gospels begin the 2,000 years of tradition for the persecution of the Jews. This is wrong. Jesus did not believe this. He did not blame the Jews. Jesus was a Jew. Paul was a Jew. The disciples were all Jewish. Most of the early Christians up until the end of the century were also Jews. Jesus did not hold the Jews responsible. More importantly, Jesus did not blame the Jews. Jesus did not forgive Judas. Judas was a traitor. Jesus had already made up his mind about Judas. He said in John's Gospel, John chapter 17, verse 12, While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction, so that the scriptures would be fulfilled. What Jesus is saying in his prayer to the Father is that the only disciple that was lost was the one who was doomed to destruction. This was Judas. Judas betrayed Jesus. 
During the kangaroo court before Pilate, the Roman procurator, Jesus held only one guilty of what he called the greater sin, the one who delivered him to Pilate, John 19.11. He did not hold the high priest or the Jewish Sanhedrin responsible, or he would have said so. He held Judas responsible. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. These are the words Jesus spoke from the cross. Cross, And this is perhaps the greatest proof of my argument coming from the words of Jesus himself as he lay dying. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Who were the ones he forgave? It was the Jews, his fellow people, the Sanhedrin, the council full of rage, the people who had become a mob, and even the Romans who executed him. While he was dying, Jesus pleaded with his Father in heaven, that they might be forgiven. Why? Because they didn't know what they were doing. In a real sense, they did not. Events had their own momentum driven by hatred, prejudice and fear. The Sanhedrin pushed the prosecution quickly under the cover of darkness, which is never a good idea. Covert decisions often cultivate the darker sides of human nature. They are unaccountable before the light of day and the scrutiny of others. Events ran away from them. There is also evidence in the book of Acts that following the death of Jesus, there was serious angst and sadness over what had happened to Jesus amongst the men who formed part of the mob. This is often the case with mobs. They all get heated and they commit acts of terrible violence, but later they feel terribly guilty about everything. Peter told the people of Jerusalem what had happened in the crucifixion. He was very honest. Who was, who was to blame for his death? It was Judas. But as I said, there were many moving parts. Peter, in his speech, makes a broader statement of responsibility towards the mob, the politics and the role of the father and the father's purpose. But what is interesting is the response in the audience. It was remarkable. Luke records, when the people heard this, when they heard Peter speak, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Acts 2.37 The church may hate Jews, but Jesus never did. I'm not going to defend the church. Their history of hatred for Jews is a fact. They like to use Jesus and say that it was the Jews who were to blame for the death of Jesus. Jesus is forgotten or he's seen as misunderstood. What could be misunderstood about betrayal? It's simple. But anti-Jewish sentiment existed long before the arrival of Jesus. It is deeply ingrained in European cultural DNA. Pontius Pilate hated Jews. He would have hated Jesus as much as any Jew. We see this anti-Jewish belief in a simple question by Pilate to Jesus during the kangaroo court. When he asks Jesus, am I a Jew? It's a strange question in the Gospels. Pilate was a Roman course. But he had asked Jesus whether he was king of the Jews. Jesus replied with a question of his own. Do you ask this on your own or did others tell you about me? Pilate was deeply offended and asks Jesus, am I a Jew? What is he saying? In other words, it would be a cold day in hell when you would see me, Pilate, conversing with the Jews, the others you refer to in your question. In other words, you would never see me in a conversation with Jewish people or anywhere near them for that matter. Jesus, for his part, didn't even condemn Pilate. 
all the Jewish people, but he did single out Judas because Judas betrayed him. Judas knew what he was doing. We see in this the humanity of Jesus coming through clearly. This is the sting of human relationships that are broken and cannot be mended. This is a line that people dare not cross. Judas knew exactly what he was doing. He knew the consequences and he knew that he was selling Jesus for money. Judas knew the trouble he was stirring and the result of his actions. He had been with Jesus. He had tasted heavenly things. Judas had seen the miracles. He had been there when Lazarus was raised from the dead and bore witness to the confession of Peter that Jesus was the Messiah. Judas enjoyed the company of the man humanity loves, Jesus the teacher, Jesus the wise man, Jesus the teller of sayings and the doing of good. Yet with all this backstory, Judas still sold him out for money. He did not hesitate to turn up that night, full well, knowing that he had betrayed Jesus. Judas would signal his love of money with a kiss of friendship. Jesus held Judas responsible because he knew what he was doing. Who did Jesus blame for his death? The Bible records the tragic, awful story of Judas and his betrayal of Jesus. Jesus asked the Father to forgive the Jews because they didn't know what they were doing. Judas betrayed Jesus. Jesus was going to die anyway. That's why he came into the world to be the one who would bear upon himself the sins of the world. But humanly speaking, the actions of Judas cut Jesus to his heart. His friend stabbed him in the back. If you have ever been there, if you have ever had that happen to you, then you are in good company. Jesus has been there too. He understands what it feels like. He knows the twist of the knife. He knows the betrayal of a friend. And this is another reason to follow him. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can read today's podcast on our blog at freedommatterstoday.com or listen to all the earlier episodes of Freedom from Fascism. Please subscribe. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom Matters Today.